0: Hello there and welcome to the Redeeming Love Bible Broadcast. My name is Phil Duddy, Evangelist with Grace Baptist Tabernacle of King North Carolina. Thanks for joining me today as we continue to look at the relationship between prayer and evangelism. And today we're going to be doing that by means of the book of 1 Thessalonians. And so um, please do turn there with me today, 1 Thessalonians. And last time we were in the book of Ezekiel and we saw the re- Uh, We saw the real importance uh, for the church to declare the word of God as it is. Declare the word of God as it is uh, without being so much um, concerned about the, um, what we might call negative consequences that may come to us, um, you know, in terms of people being offended, in terms of people... um, um, hearing the Word of God and rejecting us. Uh, in terms of people uh, hearing the Word of God and flying off the handle, I don't know. But, um, uh, but the the real importance of declaring the Word of God so that people can hear the Word of God and so people can be saved and can be born again. And, you know, After all, how are they going to hear without a preacher? And uh, how are they going to be born again if nobody takes the Word of God to them? Uh, but we saw the critical importance of preaching the Word of God, teaching the Word of God, ministering the Word of God as the Word of God. And... um and avoiding the real um, temptations and pitfalls um, that come with twisting the Word of God. Because after all, if you twist the Word of God, uh, you start to preach a God who doesn't really exist, a God who is vanity, and a God who is an idol. Uh, So we saw the importance of sticking with the Word of God, of being rooted in the Word of God, being founded upon the Word of God, being sustained upon the Word of God, and preaching the Word of God, and, um, and there is a relationship between prayer and evangelism. Uh, there's a real relationship there, and uh, we're going to see that expressed here in the book of 1 Thessalonians. So come on over there if you're not there already, 1 uh, Thessalonians chapter 1, right at the beginning of the book, Paul, Silvanus, and Timotheus unto the church of the Thessalonians, which is in God the Father and in the Lord Jesus Christ. Um, again, um, you know, as we saw, you know, last time in the book of Ezekiel, and there's something really critical here that's easy to read over. Uh, so we've got Paul, Sylvanus and Timotheus writing to the church of Thessalonians, of the Thessalonians. And in verse 2, Paul, Sylvanus and Timotheus give thanks to God always for you all. They give thanks to God for this church in Greece, uh, in the nation of Greece, the present-day nation of Greece. They give thanks to God always for this church, and what's more, making mention of you in our prayers. Now, the Church of the Thessalonians, they, had, they uh, were a young church, as all churches were at this point. Historically, they were very young, and uh, they had already encountered a lot of opposition. They'd already encountered a lot of affliction, They've always, they've already encountered a lot of demonic temptation, and we see that later on in the book. So it's a church, um, you know, hallelujah and amen. Um, um, It was. it was an evangelistic church, and we're going to see that a little bit later on. But, you know, before we get there, um, it was a miracle what happened in Thessalonica. And just like today, it is a miracle, friend, whenever you see somebody get saved. It's a miracle to see somebody get saved. And it's another miracle, hallelujah and amen, to see saved people come together in unity as a church, Um, They were an evangelistic church, Uh, they were saved people, and if you go a little bit further in chapter 1, you see, um, you know, what does the Word of God say here in, um, you know, in verse 5, "...for our gospel came not unto you in word only, but also in power, and in the Holy Ghost, and in much assurance, as you know what manner of men we were among you for your sake." And you became followers of us and of the Lord, having received the word in much affliction, with joy of the Holy Ghost, so that you were in samples to all that believe in Macedonia and Achaia. So what happened here? Paul and, and his companions, that came in and they preached the gospel? And they preach the gospel, not only in word, but in power, in the Holy Ghost, in much assurance. Hallelujah and amen. They're spirit-filled people. They're preaching. And amen. The, The anointing makes all of the difference. The Holy Ghost makes all of the difference. And the and the people who heard it in Thessalonica and the people who believed in Thessalonica, they had a real personal encounter with the living God. They ended up getting saved. They ended up getting born again. And they became examples and samples to all of those who believe in Macedonia and Achaia, all of those who, who believe in modern day Greece. These people became examples. And, and, you know, what does that mean? That means that people could look at them and they could see that, you know, well, you know, these people might be socially different from each other. They're all individuals, but the same thing happened in each of their lives. Uh, they, they, they believed on the same Jesus. They heard the same gospel. They believed on the same Jesus. They got saved the same way. They're speaking the same things. They all got born again the same way. They all got, you know, baptized and filled with the same Holy Ghost, the same Holy Spirit, and they're in unity. No matter where they came from, no matter what they went through, no matter what they did, no matter what they didn't do, uh, they... The, the same basic thing happened to all of these people. They heard the gospel and they got saved and now they're believing the same God, they're believing the same Lord, they're walking the same way, they're walking in unity, uh, they are a unified church. And so they're sort of an example of what happens when people hear the gospel and they respond in faith and the Lord moves in and the Lord does that wonderful work of salvation. The Lord does that wonderful work of, um, of you getting born again and you getting saved and you getting forgiven and you getting blessed with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places and you getting placed into the church as an individual member of a local body of believers. Amen and hallelujah. Um, the same basic Thing happened. I mean, we we've got same. We've got different backgrounds. We've got different cultures. Uh, we've got got different lives. We've got different experiences. Um, sin damaged us in you know individual ways. You know, we've got that. Um, but friend, you know, if you're saved, uh, we heard the same gospel, and we believe on the same Jesus. You know, and so, um, Amen and Hallelujah. That's why we're brethren, and so it's this miracle that God raised up a church Uh, he didn't just raise up one or two people but he raised up a church in Thessalonica and he did it the same way he did it with the preaching of the gospel he did it with the power of the Holy Ghost he he did it with the saving atoning blood of Jesus Christ and he did it with salvation and he did it with with unity among brothers and sisters in the Lord amen and hallelujah you know and so that's what happened and like I said at the beginning Uh, This church was in affliction. You know, they they encountered opposition, and every Bible-preaching, gospel-preaching, Jesus-loving church out there, uh, no matter where we are in the world, we're going to encounter some sort of opposition. You know, Satan goes about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. He is an accuser, uh, he is a liar, he is a thief, and he is a murderer. And so, uh, you know, just by virtue of being born again, we're going to encounter opposition. And that is not a bad thing. Uh, That's a natural thing. And needs come with the territory, um, especially if you have an evangelistic ministry. And so we've got uh, Paul and Silvanus and Timotheus to go back to chapter two, or go back to verse two rather, giving thanks for this church and making mention of you in our prayers. And friend, that is not a light thing. You know, they, they remembered these people when they were praying uh, to the Lord God. They remembered these people when they were going before God. They were going before the, the throne of grace. They've got the bold access to the throne of grace. Uh, they've got the, the promises of Jesus. They've got the word of Jesus saying, ask, 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 come unto me, ask. And so the Thessalonian church had particular needs. Your church is going to have particular needs. Uh, your brothers and your sisters in the Lord, your family in the Lord, your brethren in the Lord, um, your, your, your next door neighbor, your friend, your co-workers, the people you live, uh, whatever. You know, people have needs. And prayer is not a light thing. Friend, I mean, if you look at what prayer is, friend, we've got bold access to the throne of grace, we've got bold access to the Heavenly Father, to the Lord of hosts, to the King of kings, to the Lord of lords, to the Prince of Peace, to the Wonderful Counselor, to the Mighty God. And we've got bold access to him by virtue of the blood of Jesus Christ. And so God delights to hear us pray. God delights when we bring our needs. God delights when we bring the desires of our heart. Uh, God delights when we do that. Uh, when we pray in the name of Jesus, you know, you know, it's going to be done unto us that the Father may be glorified. Hallelujah and Amen. You know, and so, friend, um, needs come with the territory. Uh, the you know, the Thessalonian church fa- faced affliction. And at the same time, the Thessalonian church was a gospel-preaching church. Um, if you go down to verse 8, "...for from you sounded out the word of God not only in Macedonia and Achaia, but it started crossing some borders. Uh, but also in every place your faith to God word is spread abroad so that we need not to speak anything." You know, um, the, the Thessalonian church started preaching the gospel, and the gospel started reverberating. Um, you know, that word sounded out, that phrase sounded out in English. Um, in, in English, like if you go back to the original language, we get our word echo from, that, from the same base, from the same root. And so this, you know, what, what's the picture here? Uh, these people got saved, and then the gospel, the, the, the same gospel that they believed on, the same Jesus that they believed on, And hallelujah and amen, you know, Christ, you know, Christ dwelled within them, richly dwelled within them, the Spirit of God dwelled within them, and then it started to echo, it started to echo, it started to echo, it started to go beyond just Macedonia and Achaia, it started to cross some borders, you know, and, uh, you know, I'll remind you, this is, you know, before automobiles, before internet, before anything like that, but it started crossing borders from the Thessalonian church. This was a church in affliction, And at the same time, it was an uncompromisingly evangelistic church. It was a gospel preaching church. It was an outreach-oriented church, and it was outreach-oriented. It was gospel preaching to the point that they were preaching the same gospel Paul was preaching. So Paul, Silvanus, and Timotheus didn't really have to say anything because people were hearing it from the Thessalonians first. And so, friend, um, just because you come into affliction, that does not mean that you have to shut up when it comes to the gospel. That does not mean that you have to shut down evangelism when it comes into the gospel when you come into a moment and a season of affliction. But rather, what do we do in affliction? And here we see the relationship between prayer and evangelism. Because you know, like we said last time, and like I sort of led with at the top of the program, um, when people hear the gospel, some people fly off the handle. Amen and hallelujah. It just happens. Um, you know, it has always happened. Um, you know, the canes have always risen up against the abels. I preached that recently in our church, Grace Baptist Tabernacle. Um, but friends, um, you know the the gospel. Um, the gospel always has an effect. There's no such thing as a neutral reaction. To the gospel of of Jesus christ there 's no such thing as a neutral reaction to Jesus Christ being alive, Jesus Christ shedding his blood, Jesus Christ dying on the cross, Jesus Christ rising again from the grave, and Jesus Christ becoming sin for the world um, friend there 's never been a neutral reaction to that. sometimes people get you know like really sort of awkwardly silent sometimes people. Um, you know, start getting very accusatory. Sometimes people uh, start to do all sorts of crazy things. But friend, um, it comes with the territory. And uh, what do we do in those times? Because um, it would be easy to turn to the flesh and to kind of get beaten down. It would be easy to turn to the flesh and to grow cold and, and to grow harsh and to grow, you know, sort of insulated and to grow silent. And which is the enemy's design. Uh, The enemy would would rather have you saved and silent than than saved and outspoken, saved and bold, saved and evangelistic, saved and in love with Jesus and wanting to see other people get saved, and putting some feet to that desire and reaching out uh, with the gospel. The enemy would rather have you saved and beaten down, saved and cold, saved and hard, you know but friend that's um that's sort of you know why affliction comes you know the enemy has a design in it um but the reality is what do we do when it comes our way it is not it's not good to ha- to just sort of ignore it it's not good to just kind of try to press through it um uh, but what but what is critical is prayer prayer your prayer life To kind of borrow that terminology, your prayer life will always feed and fuel your evangelistic life. So, prayer is not this light thing. Prayer is not this hokey thing. Pray is not, you know, I'll pray for you. I'll be praying for you. I am praying for you. That is not a conversation ender, that is a conversation beginner. You know, friend, when affliction comes our way, uh, we need to pray. Uh, we need to have brothers and sisters in the Lord praying for us. Uh, we need to we need to you know have prayer meetings in our churches that are dynamic, that are that are filled with participation, filled with faith, filled with fire, filled with passion, filled with zeal. Uh, but friend, it's um. You know, it's it's a dynamic thing this prayer life, and your prayer life will fuel your evangelistic life because Amen and Hallelujah, we've got this promise from the Lord Jesus. Now, what's you know, what, whatsoever you ask in my name, the Father's going to do it. So don't be surprised because it, because it's clearly God's will to reach people with the gospel. Do not be surprised when God starts to answer your prayers when it comes to reaching people with the word of God, when it comes to reaching people with the gospel as it is presented in the word of God, when it comes to wanting to see people get saved and being willing to declare that word of God, being willing to preach that word of God, being willing to minister in a way so that people are going to meet Jesus in the process. Do not be surprised, friend, Um, number one, when opposition comes your way, and number two, when God starts to answer your prayers in very specific ways, when God starts to move in your life, when God starts to move in the lives of other people around you in answer to your prayers. Because, friend, it is God's will that all, you know, people everywhere should repent and not perish, that people everywhere should believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and be marvelously, gloriously, powerfully eternally saved and born again hallelujah and amen and so friend when opposition comes your way don't be the strong silent type you know don't be the one who just sort of puts your head down and you kind of press through it and because the strength of the flesh is only going to get you so far amen but friend you know let it drive you to your knees and let God be the one who lifts you up. Let God be the one who gives you utterance. Let God be the one who gives you vision. Let God be the one who puts that fire in the belly and, and then it just rises out of you. Amen and hallelujah. You know, but let God be the one to lift you up. After all, he is our strong tower. He is our firm foundation. He is our buckler. Uh, he is the armor that, is, that gets mentioned in the book of Ephesians. Um, you know, that's God. Uh, That's who he is, you know. Jesus is the Word made flesh, and and the Bible describes itself as a sharp, two-edged sword, you know, friend. uh, And so, and so when you're wanting to get the Word of God to people, and you pray about it, and you pray about it full of faith, and you pray about it without double-mindedness, and you pray about it with all honesty, before holy God, you get honest with God. Hallelujah! God's going to get honest with you. Amen. You know, and and you're going to see, and God's going to move in you in very, very personal ways. Amen? You know, God doesn't lie, so don't hear that. But God is going to start moving in your life in very personal ways, in very particular ways, in answer to your prayer so that you might be an effective vessel, so that you might be somebody that he uses to see people saved, somebody he uses to see the brethren in the church encouraged. Somebody he uses to see people get healed. Some people, somebody he uses to bring people into closer relationship with himself. And so, Amen. You know, um, whenever the opposition comes, you know, let that opposition drive you to your knees. Let that opposition drive you to prayer. Let that opposition drive other people around you. Uh, people who are saved, people who are in Christ, to pray for you and to pray with you. Amen and hallelujah. Uh, But, you know, I do hope that this has been a blessing to you. I hope that uh, you're encouraged, friend. You know, I hope that you're encouraged because there is such a need for gospel-preaching churches. There's such a need for gospel-preaching Christians. And so, you know, along these lines, uh, we want to minister to you, um, you know, no matter where you are, whether you're here in America or whether you are in, um, you know, currently we've got people in um, 17 different countries uh, listening to this broadcast, and we're thankful for all of you. And we want to be a blessing to you, by praying for you in very specific ways. And so please do feel encouraged and feel welcome uh, to reach out to us. Uh, the best way to do that is redeemingthelost at iCloud.com. That's our email address. And you can also um, you, you know um, you can also go to our church website, gbtministries.com. And you'll find contact information there uh, for how you can reach out to us at our church. Uh, We are a ministry of Grace Baptist Tabernacle, and we're located in King, North Carolina. You know, also, um, you know, we want to be praying for you specifically. And if the Lord is leading you to visit us in person... Uh, Please do uh, reach out to us. I mean, if you're close by to us in uh, North Carolina, if you're close by to us in Virginia, um, even down in the Tennessee, or or even down in the South Carolina, um, you know, please do feel free. You'll see service times and service locations on our website. please do just come by. Uh, We've got a Sunday morning service, we've got a Sunday night service, and we've got a Wednesday evening service. We'd love to see you at any of those. And so, um, but if you're from farther away and you need help when it comes to planning your visit, uh, we'd like to be a part of that. We'd like to be of assistance to you. And so please do feel free to reach out to us um, for that sort of thing as well. If the Lord is uh, moving on you to come and visit us uh, from far away, Uh, But we're thankful for all of you who are listening at the program. We're praying for you now. Let us know how we can pray for you in more specific ways as well. Uh, We'd love to be able to do that. Uh, But again, I want to thank you so much for being with me. Thank you so much for listening. And uh, please do spread the word. If this is a blessing to you, tell your friends, tell your neighbors, tell your churches, um, and uh, tell the lost people right around you as well uh, that they might hear the gospel and that they might be gloriously, marvelously born again. Amen and hallelujah. Uh, But thanks again for listening, and may the Lord richly bless you. Amen.